What's up, everyone, and welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today we will be going over our top 15 wide receivers in the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, Houston's here with me, so it's almost uh, it's basically like 30 players that we're going to be going over, or 30 rankings, I should say. We're going to be going over, yeah. But let's get uh, let's get into it. Uh, who's your number 15, Houston? So my number 15 is Cornell Powell out of Clemson. Oh, it's mine too. Uh, that's what you had? Uh, yeah, it's weird. We usually don't have the same people like this far down, but yeah. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that works out. So, yeah, both of our 15 is Cornell Powell. Uh, mm. I, I like him. You know, I liked him. I thought he was a good player. You know, there's a limited sample size uh, in his time at Clemson. You know, he was there for five years. Didn't always get the chance to play, but I watched him at the Senior Bowl. I thought he showed a really nice ability to create separation and to run really crisp routes. I really like that about him. I thought he struggled against really physical corners at times. To me, he reminds me of Terry McLaurin. I think he has a nice uh, run-after-catch ability. I think he can be a little hard to bring down mm-hmm. in that aspect. I think he can make some nice catches, but he also has some questionable drops to me that are kind of concerning, but I think as he develops and continues to get better and, and get more playing time, I think he'll get better at that. I think he has really nice speed. And I think he also showed an ability to be a deep threat, which I think a lot of teams are coveting nowadays. Yeah. So I, I like Cornell Powell. I thought he was a good player. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the – I think everything you touched on there, I think, is what I, I would agree on there. Um, there was times, though, like he wouldn't get a lot of separation, and he would be forced to make a catch in traffic, which, like, during, like, during games and uh, – because for me, I don't know. I just don't put a lot of weight on, like, senior bowl, like, one-on-ones at times. Because then I feel like okay. it, it depends. Like some people, like uh, some of those corners are more like zone oriented. They have some stiff hips or whatever. And and I, I take a lot of weight in like being able to play like in game and how you get separation in game. And like, I agree. Like, with coverages and safeties behind you. Um, and I, th- I don't know. Like for me, he didn't get as much separation as I would like for him. But I agree with you. I think he can be a deep threat. He has some nice speed on him, he makes some really nice. good catches. Uh, but the thing I like the most about him is that he blocks for his teammates. He's a great team player. And, and excuse me there. I think if he can uh, get uh, – I think if he can like make a team, he'll be a very good special teams player right away. And then maybe he can develop into like a maybe third or fourth option for a guy. But, yeah, I really liked uh, – I, I really liked him. I really liked his worth ethic. And I think he's going to be on a he's going to be on an NFL team. I think he's he could be a very similar player to Matthew Slater. I think is like his uh, floor there, where he's just going to be a great special teams player for a guy or for okay. a team. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with everything. I think he's fast. He has some deep threat ability. Uh, I think his route running could be a little bit better. He kind of rounds out his like cuts and stuff at times. A lot of speed players are starting to do that now, where they're just kind of like rounding out. They're not very sharp or very precise with their cuts but I, th- I think he has some ability to be a be a solid deep threat if not i think he's gonna be a great special teams player for a team absolutely yeah all right so we're going to i guess our number 14 here and it's the same thing i'll tell you what what's your number 14 it's not the same thing mine's anthony schwartz okay okay yeah it's, a, <laughs> it's an auburn receiver i know a lot of people are having him high up on the list and because of his speed, right? Yeah, and I'm like for me, I think he had, he has a great speed. He has track speed, but he doesn't have the football speed that I would like to see. Like, yes, he gets 
he gets to burn, uh, he burns back past people a bunch, but I, I feel like I've seen faster guys. Like, if you go the 2-2 Atwell, you go to Jalen Darden, if you go to Devonta Smith, I feel like they're faster football guys, but Swartz may be a faster track guy than them. Uh, right. But football's a different type of speed. I think he has some nice route running. I think he could improve. He has some drop issues. That, that's the one thing that pushed him forward down my list is, like, he did drop a lot of passes. And I think uh, Bo Nix's uh, bad play really hurt him because Bo Nix is – everybody knows about Bo Nix. He's not, he's not good. He's pretty trash. Uh, and I just don't like he he just didn't I'm trying to think of the words here like uh, it it just really hurt Swartz on some plays where like he'd beat his guy and mm-hmm. Bonex just wouldn't give him the ch- chance to get the ball and also I feel feel like he 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 needs to show more shifting shiftiness he needs to show more like being able to juke people out especially with the speed. Like, I feel like it's just the downhill type of speed. It's not a very shifty, quick speed where he's going to juke somebody out. He's going to do, like, some stutter steps. Uh, and I, w- I, w- I wish I would have seen more of him do that, but he just didn't go to that a lot to make people miss. Uh, it's more just trying to run around them or run, run through them almost. But right. I think I think he's going to be a solid player. I think he's going to be a solid deep threat for a team. I think the question is, can he get his hands... Uh, I think the first issue is can he get his hands right? Like he needs to stop dropping passes. And the second one is, I think he needs to because he has the shiftiness at times. But I want to see him more so just try to juke people out and you know, uh, got stuff. But I think he could be a really nice return man for his team, at, just to start out. I think that I think that maybe is where he fits, and then he can transition to a wide receiver in like a year or two. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, so my number 14 is Jalen Darden uh, out of North Texas. Mm-hmm. To me, he was very similar to Jalen Rieger uh, last year that we watched. I think he came out of TCU, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. To me, he's he's explosive. Uh, he's very fast. I mean, he's a true deep threat in every sense of the word. Uh, I mean, he, he can easily take an eight, a slant 80 yards for a touchdown. I mean, no problem. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he's got that kind of... Uh, dangerous uh, ability to to be a, a big pl- big time playmaker for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think. Excuse me. I think it's uh, he's a kind of guy that you want to get the ball in his hands quick. You just want to allow him to do what he does. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You don't want to just like sit here and like just throw him these possession routes and uh, and cr- turn him into a possession receiver. That's not what he is. You want to get him on bubble screens. You want to get him involved in different types of screens. Period. Uh, again, like slant routes, just get the ball in his hands quick on crossing routes, on drag routes, whatever it is. He can take, he can turn a two yard route, a two yard, uh, you know, catching it, you know, only two yards above the line of scrimmage and take it 50 yards for a big play or anything like that. So I, I really like his ability. I think he could improve as a, as a route runner, but I mean, again, in today's NFL, if you've got that kind of speed, they're going to, they're going to scheme you open regardless. They're not going to say, Hey, you've got to be this perfect route runner. And, no, you're just going to scheme you open. They're just going to do that kind of thing. So I, I like him. I think he's a starting slot in the NFL. I think he's a guy that can be drafted in the middle of the third round, early third round, somewhere there, uh, and be a guy that could really be a nice impact player for someone. Uh, I mean, you know, even a guy like T.Y. Hilton, uh, you know, kind of reminds me of this, you know, coming out of a small school, being an explosive playmaker. Uh, so I really think if he gets into the right system, you know, he can really be a, a nice, nice player in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, 
So he's a little bit he's a little bit up on my list. Uh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, who's your number thirteen then? So my number thirteen is one of my guys is Tamori and Terry out of Florida State. I didn't get a chance to watch him. I, I would have had a little bit more time, but I'll definitely go back and look at him after the podcast and you know see how he is. Yeah, absolutely. I loved him. I, I thought he was good. I mean, obviously he's only thirteen. You know, he didn't crack my top ten or anything like that. Uh, but he has great size. You know, he's a little slight in frame. I think you could add some weight to uh, to his frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, hopefully, nothing bad. But just being able to add some strength and size to that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a very good speed. Uh, to me, he has some fumbling concerns at times. You know, some ball security issues, which is you know a little bit why he's lower on my list. But uh, and also some drop issues that I'm just like, man, you got to make some of those catches. But. He does a really nice job of catching in traffic. He does a really nice job on 50-50 balls. It's more the easy con- – it's just concentration drops, it feels like. You know, it's just, hey, he's wide open and drops it. Or, you know, catches he should make, he drops, you know. But he does a really nice job of, hey, when somebody's on him or he needs to go up and get the ball and it's him in a cornerback, he does a great job of doing that. I think he's a really nice route runner, too. I thought he did a good job of creating separation, uh, whether it was because of his size, because of his speed, or just because he was a good route runner. I think he does a really good job against one-on-one man coverage and getting an open versus zone. I think he does a good job versus both. Uh, I think he's a really nice deep threat, and he's good in the middle of the field. So, I mean, he does both things really well. I think he's like a true, you know, good outside receiver. I think he has a lot of upside. Uh, he has really nice run-after-the-catch ability. And to me, he kind of reminded me of someone like Robbie Anderson, uh, you know, a guy that's a little bit taller in frame, a little bit smaller on the weight side, but a guy that can really do it all He's a he's a great deep threat, and I feel like Tamori and Terry could definitely be a guy that uh, that Robbie Anderson is. I think he could come in. I think he has high end potential to be a really good number two receiver, low end potential uh, as just a, as a solid, capable number one if you needed him to. But better best case scenario, he's going to be your number two receiver, and you've got someone even. And I think he could really step into that role in a year or two and really become a nice number two for somebody. Uh, and just really become a really good receiver. I like a lot of his abilities. I think he's just got to continue to work and add nuance and, and just continue to polish up his game. Mm-hmm. But everything I see on film, I liked of him. So Yeah. Yeah, my number uh, 13 is uh, Marquez Stevenson from Houston. Okay. I just like his speed a lot. He just has – he's very fast. You know, he, he creates his separation with his speed. Uh, he's mm-hmm. shifty. He can make people miss. Uh, I think he had re- he showed really good hands. Uh, especially for a person, you know, his size. Like sometimes when you get some of those smaller guys, they don't have they don't have huge hands, so they're gonna mm-hmm. bobble a little bit. And we'll get into somebody a little bit on my list that had a lot of bobble issues. Like he caught the football, but he bobbled it a lot. Uh, but I felt like he, you know, he was able to reel in passes. He's really uh, really able to just create separation with the speed. And I think he's gonna be a really good deep threat for a team. He reminds me a little bit of Taylor Gabriel. I think. His route running solid. It could use some work, and I think if he can polish up his route running a little bit, he can be like a he can be a Taylor Gabriel for a team, a very small wide receiver but a good deep threat, and has the ability to make people miss and, and turn a like a, a, a bubble screen into an ADR touchdown type of guy. So okay. I really I really liked his ability uh, just to make plays, uh, and also he didn't have the best quarterbacks either, and that that's also like sometimes when you're watching wide receivers, you know their their quarterbacks hurt them. You know, and at, at times, and you, you wish you wish you see better play 
out of the quarterbacks because I'm well. If we go to I think Cam Akers last year, you know we were watching right. watching him and like his offensive line sucked. Uh, running back for the Rams, uh, former Florida State running back. His his offensive line sucked, but you're like this dude has some ability. But I don't think he cracked our top five. He was like maybe like number seven or whatever or on our Something list. Something like that. Yeah, because like, I mean, going back, you know, he might be a guy that you would have higher on. In quiet, in all yeah. seriousness. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's just sometimes like it doesn't work out, but you see the potential in guys, and that's why I seen like in uh, Marquez. That's why I seen Swartz, Swartz as well. Going back to my number fourteen, uh, you know, I just the quarterback play I wish was a little bit better for both of them, and I think it kind of mm-hmm. hurt them a little bit. But my number twelve, and going to my number twelve here is uh, Amari Rogers from uh, Clemson. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just I really liked his uh, I liked his shiftiness. I liked his ability to make people miss. He has a lot of speed as well, and it's a lot of people in this class. They have a lot. Of, there's a lot of speed in this class. There's a lot of deep threats in this class. Uh, I agree that, with that. That I like a lot. He has a good feeling of zone coverage too. Like uh, he'll slow down for uh, you know Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if there's like a zone coverage, and when he gets in between a corner and safety, he'll kind of slow down, put his hand up, and Trevor Lawrence will hit him in between that zone, and he'll catch it, and he'll just make a person miss and get 10, 15 yards on the play. You know, I just right. like his uh, knowledge of zone defenses and being able to work, you know, through the zone and be able to find uh, some openings in the zone as well. He has really good hands too. I thought he was a really good route runner as well. I think he could get a little bit better. On the route running a little bit because you know there was sometimes he would round his cuts uh, as well and that be like the sharpest out of breaks which like I said earlier it's a lot of speed guy issues is like they tend to work on their speed rather than their build their shiftiness uh, that they have and their quickness to be able to work out the cuts but I think that's workable because how shifty he is and how he can make people miss I think he can he can sharpen up his cuts a little bit there but. And also, he can high point the football. He's a shorter guy that can go up and get the football as well. So that, I, I just like a lot of his uh, stuff. And the reason uh, he's very similar to Stevenson and Schwartz on my list, I just think he does some of their stuff a little bit better than they do, and that's why he's higher than them. Uh, number okay. 12 for me, yeah. Yeah, so my number 12 is Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, first off, you know, I noticed I think he's a good and willing blocker. You know, he's willing to go out there and be, get do the dirty work mm-hmm. uh, in the run game, and I really like that. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a great catch radius. He's not going to go make all these crazy catches and things of that nature. But I think he's a pretty good athlete. He shows a pretty solid ability, you know, run after catch. Nothing special, but it's, it's you know, it's there. I think he's really tough and he plays strong. I think he's got a really nice ability that way. Uh, he has very good hands, uh, really nice ability to catch in traffic when DBs are on top of him. Uh, I think he has really good 50-50 ball skills. You know, again, he's not going to go make these, like, one-handed grabs and, like, jump over somebody and make it. Hey, but when it's when the ball's thrown up, right, and it's hit in between him and a corner, uh, he does a really nice job of getting those 50-50 balls. Uh, he's a really good route runner, in my opinion. Uh, he has the ability to play inside and outside. I think he can do both. I don't think he's elite at either, but I think he's really good at both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a better slot receiver, in my opinion. I think that might be where he kind of gets his money and, and, and becomes a really good player. He does a good job of beating man coverage. Uh, he does a good job of finding windows in zones. Mm-hmm. I do feel he's kind of limited, low as an athlete. 
athlete. He's not this special kind of athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his brother that came out, what was it, a couple years ago, Equinemius. Yeah. Uh, I thought he, you know, I thought he was a little bit better athlete in, in some sense. And obviously had, you know, was a bigger guy as well. Yeah. But I think he's a really good player. And for me, you know, he's not ever going to be a number one receiver. I, I have him compared to Tyler Boyd uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think he's a really high end number two. Uh, and if you, he's your number three receiver, I think you're you're looking you're set pretty, looking really nice as a receiving core. I really like St. Brown. I think he's a good player, and that's why he's my number twelve. I just uh, I think he has really high end number two ability. Yeah, he didn't make my list. A lot of that was like you mentioned on was uh, you know his athletic ability. It's just like at, like what I was talking about with Roger Stevenson and Swartz, like. They had the athletic ability, and they had that uh, kind of that shiftiness, the ability to, you know, create a, you know, uh, bubble screen into an 80-yard touchdown, a slant into an 80-yard touchdown, where I didn't think uh, St. Brown had that ability, or had the ability in the NFL to do that, Uh, and that's one thing that he didn't make my list, like, he was number 17, so he was pretty close to making it, but, like, he... Uh, a lot of his athleticism was like one of the things that kind of just dropped him out. But I, yeah, like, like you said, I think he's going to be a solid NFL receiver, though. Uh, in the NFL, yeah. So who's your number so, eleven? My number eleven is a man out of South Dakota State named Cade Johnson. I don't know if you have him on your list at all, but yeah, he's I a guy that I like. You know, uh, what's that? That's how I watched him. I just don't have him on my list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's another guy that I like, right? Number 12, 11, and 10 are really similar, mm-hmm. in my opinion, as far as players. I, I think Amon Ross, St. Brown, Kay Johnson, and then, like I said, the guy I mentioned at 10, I think are all really similar players in the way they play and, and just the way they look on film. But, again, Kay Johnson was a guy that, again, on at the senior bowl, I thought he did a great job. He really showed himself against top-level competition. You know, his, his last year in college didn't play, you know, didn't pan out because of the pandemic and things of that nature. So he wasn't able to play. And I guess they probably are playing right now, uh, the South Dakota State. But, hey, he's getting ready for the draft. He's not going to spend another season and wait all this time. So he's going into the draft this year and, you know, didn't get to play that last year. Uh, But the film I was able to find and watch on him, uh, you know, he really displayed a nice ability uh, to create separation. You know, I I think to me he's a really nice comparison to Tyler Lockett. That's really, I think, a, is a good comparison for him. You know, I think he has very good hands. He makes some really tough catches and some really nice catch and traffic ability. I think he showed a really nice ability to do that. Uh, he showed an ability to just make some really cool catches as well, like the one-handed catches and things like that, which I think Tyler Lockett shows that ability as well. Excuse me. So, and I think, you know, he makes, well, let's see. Yeah, he has a really good route running ability. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to look through my notes, man. I write so many notes. I got to make sure I'm not repeating myself. But yeah, he has a really good route running ability. I thought that was really something that stood out to me is, you know, even coming from a smaller school, when he did go up against those Division One athletes, right, the the quote unquote like the four stars and the five stars and the three stars and all that stuff, he really showed an ability to beat them in coverage. And, you know, and I, I agree with you to an extent, hey, sometimes they're putting guys that are truly zone corners and man coverage and they're just getting beat like crazy. But even the guys that I felt like were, were good, you know, man cover corners or had that ability to do so, he was showing that ability to beat them in coverage. And I really like that. And then when I go to watch him on film, 
again, he showed this nice ability to just beat guys and dominate at, at his level. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's a really solid underrated player. Uh, he has really, you know, I think he has good run after catch ability. You know, again, he's a good athlete, nothing special. You're not going to look at him and be like, wow, he's just an amazing athlete. But he's still really good. And I think, you know, he could really be a nice starting slot receiver or a high-end number two receiver for you, depending on how you want to run your offense and where you want to put him. But I think he can play inside. I think he can play outside with that capability. I think he's versatile in that sense. And I really feel like he could be a legit sleeper for someone. I think he's a third-round pick to me, you know, or late second kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I won't, I won't be surprised if he falls into the fourth round or something of that nature because of where he went to school and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And not being able to see him play his last year at South Dakota State. So uh, the Jackrabbits, if I'm not mistaken, is what they are. But, yeah, I, I like him a lot. You know, he's a guy that popped up on Pro Football Focus when I was looking at rankings, and I was like, well, I'm going to check this guy out because I hadn't checked him out. And he was one of the last guys that I did look at. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to look at him. Let's let's see what I think. And, you know, he really surprised me. And he almost – actually, he was my number 10 receiver until I rewatched some guys again. Mm-hmm. And one guy pushed himself up the list into my top 10, and uh, he dropped down a spot. But originally he wasn't my top 10, so that tells you how much I did like him. Mm-hmm. And I still do. So – yeah. Uh, who is your number 10? My number 11. Oh, yeah, shoot. You're on 11. I started yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my number 11 is Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. I know he's a little bit low on my list compared to some other people. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I just – Okay. Like, I like – like, uh, like I think he's intelligent. Like, he, he goes and he goes – he finds these soft spots in the zone uh, and kind of just sits there. He's very intelligent at finding, uh, you know, the open spots there. Uh, he's not the fastest guy, and that's a, that's why he's a little bit on my list. And you know, I may have a slower guy above him, uh, you know, or a couple of slower guys above him that are very similar. I feel like can sell very like a physical wide receiver that can go and making contested catches. I, I like his route running ability, uh, but for me, I don't know. I just feel like the athleticism wasn't there uh, for me, like to put him up in my top ten. And I know a lot of people have him in top five. I know ESPN, I think, has him as the fifth-ranked wide receiver. And I just feel like there was better guys out there. You know, uh, that was just something that uh, it just – it didn't uh, – like, I don't know. His breakaway speed isn't, like, something uh, that, you know, that – like, it stood out to me. That was like – I don't know if it's, like, NFL-level type of speed that he's having here. Uh and that's one thing that just dropped me uh, for him. But I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a very solid receiver. Uh, you know, I think he's a perfect receiver for like Seattle. If if you need somebody that, or if you pair him up with a quarterback that's very similar in style to Russell Wilson, or if you maybe pair him up with Zach Wilson coming up in the draft here, somebody that can create plays with their feet, can kind of just scramble around and create plays very similar to a Kyler Murray. I think he can work well in that system because he does. He goes. Uh, when there is uh, when his quarterbacks are trying to scramble, make people miss, he finds open spots and he's able to get open there. And I think he'd fit perfect into that type of system. And either that or very similar to a Green Bay type of system where it's a lot of back shoulder throws, allowing Aaron Rodgers just to, you know, ball place the ball. And I think he would fit perfect in that type of system. But for me, I'm not just the athleticism kind of just playing down. I think some people do a little bit more better like physical work than he does. 
uh, getting separation and all of that. Uh, and that's why I had them a little bit better up on the list for me. But yeah, I, I liked him. I think I think he's a I think he's an early third round pick for me. Uh, okay. And I think he might go above some guys that obviously he will go above some guys that I have above him on my list. This is where everybody else is ranking him. But for me, I, I would pick him. If I was a GM, I'd probably pick him early third round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, who is your number 10? My number 10 is Seth Williams out of Auburn. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. He's a guy that can go high point the football. He has great hands. Like, he doesn't drop many passes. If he does, it's uncharacteristic. Um, he has surprising speed. I think he can. Like, he doesn't have. he's not the quickest guy. Don't get me wrong on that. Like, I think he's. Uh, he's not shifty. He's not. He's not. He's not your yak guy. He's not gonna go like we were talking about earlier with uh, some of these speeder, speedy guys. He's not gonna go turn a slant into an ADR touchdown. He's not gonna do that. But he's gonna go right. up and he's gonna be your physical receiver. He's gonna box. He's gonna box cornerbacks out. And my number one corner, he did that to uh, Kelvin Joseph. He just. Uh, he's bigger than him. He probably. I think he maybe had like maybe three or four inches on him. And maybe like uh, 30 pounds on him, just boxed him out and got a touchdown over him in the first game of the season when uh, Auburn played Kentucky. So I think Seth Williams is that type of receiver. And I think he did, he did a lot of the more physical stuff, I think, better than uh, Marshall did. He creates separation with his physicality, which I like a lot, especially with a receiver with his size. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't get the separation but he creates separation. Uh, he creates separation with his physicality, and he's able to box people out and make those uh, tough catches, the catches in traffic that you want out of a receiver his size. Uh, and I think his route running is pretty solid for a guy his size. You know, uh, we talked about this, a lot about this last year when we were doing our rankings. Where you know some of these bigger guys, they're, they're going to have stiffer hips. You know, they're not. Uh, they're not going to be as shifty uh, as some of these smaller athletic guys. But right. if you're able to make some sharp cuts, if you're able to, you know, make some physical plays, which he does, I, I, I it really rockets you up my list, especially with the phys, uh, especially when you're able to do that, and it translates to the NFL when you're able to do that. Look at uh, uh, Alan Lazar. Look at any Green Bay wide receiver that you can think of, you know, that can go and do those type of plays. Uh, and I think he just fits well. I think he may get drafted by Green Bay, maybe like fifth, sixth round. Uh, I think he'll probably end up falling because he's lower on a lot of people's list than mine. I would pick him third round. I like him a lot. But I know a lot of people don't have him all the way up here as like a ten, number 10 receiver. Uh, but I like him a lot. I think he's a very good wide receiver. And I think he's, I think he's, he's going to be – he's definitely going to be a red zone threat for a team. You game up in the red zone, okay. I think he's going to be a red zone threat for a team. And, you know, me and you were talking about this earlier with uh, Kansas City. Like, uh, you know, you're on your mock draft right now trying to figure out your mock draft. Uh, and you're like, I don't know what to pick for Kansas City yet. You know, I don't know what they need, you know. I, and you're talking about maybe giving them a physical wide receiver. I think Seth Williams, you pick him third or fourth round there. Uh, as a uh, physical right. wide receiver, I think he could fit perfectly with them, especially with their speed, and he can be that opposite side or opposite uh, person of Travis Kelsey, that red zone threat 
that you won in the uh, red zone. So I think he, I think he's fit perfectly with the team that has a lot of speed at the receiver. They just need that physical guy to go and make some plays. The pair up with the tight end. Absolutely. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So that that uh, he's my number ten. So who's your number ten? So my number ten is Tylen Wallace, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. I like him. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy that I like. Is he not on your list? Mm-hmm. He's no. at number. He's number sixteen on my list. Okay, so you, so you kind of favor these like either big receivers or these like speedy guys. I like yeah. you know I like the guys that I feel like can be really good contributors early on, and I, I feel like Tylen Wallace <clears throat> is a guy that I think really can come in right now and and be a high end number two again. Like I said, number ten, eleven, and twelve. Wallace Johnson and St. Brown all remind me of each other in a lot of ways. They're a little bit different as well, but I think when you watch on film, they're all really similar. Mm-hmm. And so, but to me, you know, Wallace, the thing I noted first off was he doesn't have a great release, right? Again, he's not a guy that's this great athlete or anything special. He's just a good, solid athlete. He reminded me of Allen Robinson. I know Allen Robinson's a better athlete and things of that nature, but just the way he plays, and I know Allen Robinson's a little bit bigger than him, but just the way he plays, he reminds me of Allen Robinson. I, I don't know why, but that's just what came into my head when I was watching him. I think he's a high floor kind of guy, right? He's not this guy that's going to come in and, and blow the league uh, you know, out of the water and be like a freaking 1,500-yard receiver. But I think he's a guy that can consistently be anywhere from 800 to 1,100 yards every single year if you put him with the right quarterback and you need a legit number two receiver to take some pressure off your number one. You know, he's a great route runner, and he has very good technique in that area. You know, he's also really smooth uh, in his routes. You know, he doesn't really look stiff or anything like that. I really liked his ability to move in and out of cuts, in and out of breaks. Uh, He has great hands. You know, I know I just mentioned that. But uh, he has great hands, and he has a good ability to catch in traffic. You know, he has a nice ability to run after the catch. But, again, it's nothing special. You know, he doesn't have this elite speed or anything of that nature. Uh, but he's really strong and he plays tough, just like I mentioned with St. Brown. That was something that stood out to me was just the way he plays, right? Uh, he, I think he has a special 50-50 ability. I was, I was watching him play. Even at, like, I think he stands at 5'11". I'm sure he would probably say, like, I'm six foot in cleats, like I always said. But, uh, you know, I think he's only 5'11", but he still showed this great ability to go up and get these get uh, get these balls and, and make some amazing catches against some really tight coverage. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really special, and I really think that's something that's valuable. Just as you were talking about with Williams, I think Ty, uh, Tyler Wallace brings a lot more to the table, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I like Williams. Again, like I told you, he was lower on my list. Um, he didn't make my list. But, you know, I just feel like Tyler Wallace is a guy that can come in and immediately be your number two receiver and really excel – uh, on the outside for you, he can he can play inside, he can play outside. You know, he can run in routes, he can run. You know, he can do your out routes, he can run vertical go routes if you need him to. I mean, he can do everything you need him to. Uh, he's that good of a technician. He's that good. He's that savvy um, as a receiver, in my opinion. And I think he's a guy that just is immediately going to come in and contribute. So I really like Tyler Wallace. That's why he is my number ten. Mm, yeah, and the way so, like I. You know, the way I'm, like, ranking my wide receivers is, like, separation. Can you get separation? That's the main thing. You know, if you get separation, any quarterback can throw to you, uh, whether you're Trubisky right. or whether you're Tom Brady. Uh, you know, the second thing is the hands. Can you catch the football? You know, lastly is, you know, can you make people miss? You know, I'd rather you, have, I'd rather you catch the football than you 
uh, being able to make people miss and all that, you know, that uh, because right. if you catch the football, you are, you automatically get those yards. With the shifty guy, you may have some drops and all that, and that's the, that's how I ranked them. So kind of get a little bit inside on how I ranked them a little bit. And the, we have one thing like for Wallace was for me is. I think him and Cornell Powell, like, for him not to be that 15 spot was, I think Cornell Powell does, like, some of those little things, right, with the blocking, uh, being a better, a little bit better of a teammate. Uh, I'm going to say better of a teammate, but... Uh, Man, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was kind of a little bit wrong terminology <laughs> there. Uh, but I think, like, he does does some of those little things a little bit better, like, the, like I said, blocking, right. uh, you know, and helping his teammates get open there. I think he does a little bit better of that than Wallace does, and I think that's why... It, you know, Wallace was my 16 there. And for those other guys, I feel like they they just create a little bit more separation than Wallace does. Uh, okay. And that, that's that's why they were a little bit above them, above him. And that's how I kind of just sorted out those bottom guys a little bit was, can you create separation with how you with the way you play? Like Williams and Marshall. Marshall does it both ways. So it's kind of a little bit of a, a speed and shiftiness at times, but he does it with physicality. Williams just does it. I think beautifully with physicality, and then the, those guys below them do it with speed. So, uh, yeah. So okay. yeah, we'll get into. Or is it your number nine? Yeah. So my number nine receiver is Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Yeah. I know you just touched on him. Uh, he's a guy that I like. I, I really like him, uh, but I think there's just a lot of rawness to his game. Is why he's number nine and not higher. I know some people have him, like you mentioned, like in the top five. Some people mm-hmm. have him as their number three receiver, or number four, or five, whatever. Uh, I just don't think he's polished enough, and I think the guys mm-hmm. above him, in my opinion, are, are a lot better receivers, mm-hmm. uh, more polished-wise and, and different things of that nature. Uh, he has great length, uh, and he has a great catch radius. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's lengthy, he's he's tall. You know, he's not a really good blocker, but I think he at least tries to be, you know, but I think that's something he needs to improve on. But that's not that big of a concern to me. I'm not really super worried about, about that. I think he has a really good release off the line of scrimmage. You know, he dropped some easy catches, which kind of, you know, was annoying to me. Like, there's some just really easy throws and, and balls to him that he just drops. That, that was like, one, that was the reason he was down in my top ten as well. Was that as well. Right. Yeah, stuff like that. Right, right, yeah. I mean, that was a concern. That's why, you know, he's not number nine and not, you know, not number six or five. Yeah. You know, so – I think he has a special 50-50 ball catching ability. I, I really, really thought that was special and unique mm-hmm. um, with what he was able to do. You know, he does a really good job of high pointing the ball and catching in traffic. Again, going back to that 50-50 ability. He's an okay route runner. Uh, it's not, like, terrible. I don't think it's, like, this awful. Like, he's, like, so raw there. But I think it definitely can be polished up, and he can definitely improve his route running. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some rounded off routes that what you were talking about and whatnot that I think he just needs to improve to really take advantage of his skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really good speed, you know. He's Again, he's a guy to me that can take a slant 80 yards. There was multiple times he would catch it, and there's three guys in front of him, and he just runs right past them. Uh, he has some great speed to his game. He has some downhill you speed. Know? I'll give him that. He has some downhill speed. So when, like, he catches the football and he just has a line just to go for the touchdown, I think he has that, like, straight line downhill speed. But if you need him to go make people miss – he doesn't have that type of speed, or if he has to like cut or something, like he his his speed slows down a good amount. Right, right, and that's why I said like I wrote, you know, he has a good run after catch ability, but it's not special. Like it's yeah. nothing like you're like, oh wow, he's making four guys miss and going to score. But he does have that speed where you know, hey, look, if you do give him a slant and nobody's around him, 
he's going to run past them. I think he has that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he really, in my opinion, needs to add some weight and some strength. You know, I think he struggles versus uh, press man coverage. You know, he's okay at creating separation. I think he could do a better job at creating separation. I think he'd do a better job. Uh, again, it's it's polishing up his technique as a route runner. Again, it's getting stronger. It's being able to hand fight and get and push guys off legally. You know, not offensive pass interference wise, but hey, within that five yards, being able to swipe at guys and rip under them and get them off you mm-hmm. to create that separation. Uh, you know, he does a pretty good job of getting open in zone coverage. I did like that ability, mm-hmm. uh, and he really just reminded me of an unpolished AJ Green, uh, just with the way he plays with his with his 50-50 ball ability with his straight line speed that he has, you know, because I don't think we ever look at A.J. Green as this, like, shifty guy with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But, hey, he could take a slant 80 yards for a touchdown, especially in his prime. Yeah. You know, he could go up and obviously make some amazing 50-50 ball catches. And so I think Terrace Marshall has a lot of that ability in him. But with A.J. Green, it was a lot more polished, and he was ready to dominate, you know, from the get-go. Whereas I think Terrace Marshall is going to take a year or so to really get acclimated to the NFL, get in a weight room and get bigger, get stronger, add some nuance to his game before he really takes off. But I think he's an, to me, he's an early second round pick to a mid second round pick, just depending on where he falls. I won't be surprised if somebody takes him in the first round based off of his potential. Uh, I wouldn't do that necessarily, but I think there's a lot of first round talent receivers in this draft that I think could go in the first round. Uh, I mean, we're looking at maybe we're may, we're looking at maybe seven receivers possibly going in the first round. I think at least six might. So that shows you the kind of high end talent that's in this draft class at this position. And I think Terrace Marshall is in that next class below for me, where there's just some things that need to be polished up and cleaned up before I would say, hey, he's better than these guys above him. So that's why he is my number nine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So my number nine is uh, Jalen uh, Darden. From uh okay. North, from North Texas, you know he's very fast. You know I liked his route running ability. Like he he actually he doesn't round out his routes as much as some of these other faster guys. That's why he was a little bit more up on my list. And he can make people miss. You know he's very shifty. He has that uh like missability. Like people can't catch him. Like uh you know when he when he catches a bubble or <clears throat> he catches a bubble a screen. He yeah catches a, a bubble a bubble screen, a uh, curl, like he, he's gonna make somebody miss. He's gonna make that first guy miss. The thing is, can uh, like can you get that second guy over to tackle him? The dude's a playmaker. He's a and he's a home run uh, ball waiting to happen. Uh, and I like his ability to read Absolutely. hips. Uh, if he has an option route and he has to read the DB's hips, he can do that. I, I thought he did that tremendously. Uh, one thing though, the one thing that concerned me is he doesn't have a good catch and traffic ability. Uh, like okay. he, he doesn't, he, every time somebody was near him, he dropped the football or if he had to go catch a ball in traffic, he would drop the football. And that was one thing that kind of deterred me a little bit from like maybe putting him up, putting up a little bit more on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I liked him a lot. He, I think he's going to be a very similar player to what Darnell Mooney was. Uh, okay. For the Bears, a very under the radar type of guy, very small school. I don't think anybody's ever been drafted by North Texas in the NFL draft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, mm-hmm. I can go double check that real quick, but I would assume at least one has to, right? Maybe not. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's I, I, can, possible. I can double check when you're talking about. Uh, I guess your number eight, real quick. Uh, unless you can, unless you want to double check it here real quick while I'm talking. Uh, but. Yeah, I just like I just like his ability to make people miss. He can return as well. 
He uh, he can come on a team and make an impact in the return game. Uh, and he's just not a downhill returner guy, which, you know, just get downhill real quick and get 20, maybe 30 yards, uh, depending on how the blocking is. He can make people miss, and he can make, uh, you know, a maybe a 20-yard return to a 40-yard return, 40-yard return, which just making people miss and giving himself the ability to create openings, uh, you know, in the return game. And I, that's, why I liked, that's why I like him a lot. You know, he can just come in day one, make an impact on special teams. And he can come in and make, a, I think, a day one impact in the receiving game. And I think he has the ability like Tyreek Hill. He's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but I like his deep ball ability and going and tracking the football a little bit and creating separation. But maybe he doesn't have the separation, uh, you know, that he wants uh, on the deep ball where somebody may be sticking with him a little bit. He can kind of – he's very crafty on getting open and getting separation and getting the football. Like maybe he, he pushes off a little bit and is able to kind of just project himself over to the where the ball is and make a really good catch. And that, that stuff I liked about uh, him a lot. Very, he's very crafty on how he gets separation when he doesn't get separation. Uh, or he doesn't get separation right away with his speed. So I, I, I liked him a lot. I think he has a lot of potential uh, in the NFL, and uh, I think he's going to be a. I think he's going to be a day one impact for a team. And I think he's he's going to be. I think well, Terry McLaurin was one of those people in 2019, and then had Darnell Mooney for the Bears in 2020. I think he's going to be one of those people that's like, why is this dude starting day one? That he's going to have like a really good game. Maybe like game one or game two or whatever. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I like Jalen Darden. That's why he made my top fifteen. Yeah. You know, I think he's. I think he's easily a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's. A, he's an impact guy. So yeah, there have been multiple guys drafted. drafted out of North Texas, but the last one was two thousand four. So it's been before we yeah. really kept up with any. You know, we were obviously watching football back then, but we weren't really keeping up with draft things or especially yeah. that. Well, I was so, four years and, old. Yeah. So we weren't doing yeah. anything like that. But a little bit of history. North Texas does have a Hall of Fame player. Now, back when he played, it was known as North Texas State. But it is now, I mean, obviously, it's just North Texas. Mm-hmm. But this man is a Hall of Fame player um, back in the 70s. You gave me like a position? Uh, what? You gave me a position? Defensive tackle. Oh, this is hard. Uh I don't know. Was it was the key was one of the best defensive tackles? Maybe some will argue the best defensive tackle in NFL history. You know, um, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gosh, it's gonna make me look really stupid with my NFL knowledge right now. I, right. I'm blanking on it, man. You put me on the spot. There. All right, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So you know, we can move on. Yeah. But it is Mean Joe Green. That's I, I what I was gonna say. I just like for some reason I had him as an end instead of a D tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I, 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 mean, I put him over to the defensive end for something. I don't know why. I was like, he, me and Joe Green's a defensive end. I don't know why. I'm, they, I don't know. I was about to say him, and then I, it just didn't pop into my head. Like, right, I right. Yeah, I know. That's, I, didn't, I didn't even know he went there. I'd never known that. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But I was like, like sitting here looking at the names. And I was like, I guess they don't have anybody important. I was like, wait, Joe Green. <laughs> first, first round, fourth overall pick. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, other than him, there's really been nobody that I saw unless I had to skip somebody that was of importance that really yeah. made an impact. Yeah, no, I, think, I know that, like, they did have – they did, like, a little thing on it where it was, like, uh, you know, like, he hadn't been drafted in so long or whatever. 
but yeah, it, yeah, it's. I think yeah, he he can come in and make an impact right away for a team. So yeah, Absolutely. my number eight is two two Atwell from Louisville. Okay, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was not as big of a fan of his. I think he's a gadget player. He actually reminded me of Darnell Mooney. I think. But I did like Tutu. I didn't like – I wasn't like a huge – I wasn't like this huge fan. I know a lot of people are really high on him. Obviously, you are having him at number eight. But for me personally, I just – I feel like there's a lot more better, like, true receivers in this draft class. Now, I feel like Tutu can come in and be a nice – a really nice rotational key, like, uh, like hey, play your role kind of player kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has that ability to be this, uh, you know, number one receiver or anything like that. But continue. Sorry. Trying, yeah, I was trying to think like a comparison to make of him. Uh, I, I, I can't think Darnell Mooney. So I don't, he doesn't remind me of Darnell though. Uh, okay. A whole bunch, but yeah, I just like his burst. You know, the thing that has him above Jalen Darden is his speed and his burst. <clears throat> when he catches the football, he's getting at least five yards on the play. It was just his burst. Uh, you know, like he he's going to get positive yardage if, unless there's unless nobody's blocking for him. Uh, or if he catches the ball, he's going to get five yards from where he started. Uh, you know, I, I, he can make people miss in the open field. He has, I think he has a good feel. This is one another thing. I think he has a good feel of zone coverage. And he can sit down in the zone and he can, you know, get open in a zone uh, area. And I, I think the one, the one of the negatives, though, I think is his height. You know, we talk about smaller guys, you know. Height is an issue at times when you're a smaller guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm that up with some of the other smaller guys, but I think height's an issue for some of those smaller guys. You know, route running isn't the most sharpest, or isn't the sharpest, and that's why he's not higher on my list. Dude. I think everybody above him has better route running than him. Uh, okay, and that's why he didn't. You know, that's why he's not propelled uh, all the way up there. Uh, but you know, his speed and his burst is game changing. You know, you get him. Like, he's the type of player, we talk about turning slants into ADR touchdowns. He can turn a slant into a 99-yard touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think his speed is really, like, top-notch. Yeah, sure. and, like, like he he's going he's gonna, to, I think he's going to make an impact right away. He's going to be a deep threat for a team. He's not going to be, obviously, that number one receiver. But, he yeah, like you said, I think he can come in, be a third option for a team, uh, and be that very speedy, deep threat type of guy. And I think once he develops his game, once he, you know, polishes up some of those rough edges like his route running, uh, I think he, I think one of the things though is he uses his speed to get open rather than his technique, uh, which I, I wish he, I think you can kind of, you can kind of coach that up, you can kind of fix that a little bit, uh, right? You know, going to the NFL, but I th- yeah, he just uses his speed a lot more than his technique, and I wish he'd use his technique sometimes because speed is not always going to do it for you. Especially when you go up against a physical corner, uh, you know you have to have technique to get around those guys. You, you got some physicality, and I think one of the things is he doesn't he doesn't show that physicality at times. He can go up and make catches. He can high point the football. He can make catches in traffic, uh, but that physical nature, like maybe I, I, he didn't get pressed a lot. That was one thing. He didn't get pressed a lot. I don't know how he doesn't press. So if he maybe goes up against like a Richard Sherman, like Richard Sherman may just bully him out of bounds. You know, right. I really want to see him go up against a very, very good press cover guy. I wish uh, we'll, we'll play somebody like South Carolina this year. We didn't, yeah, like the pandemic messed everything up. Everybody's playing conference games. 
this year. You know, I wish he would play somebody out of conference that has some really good press corners that, right. you know, we're able to just go up and press him a little bit. I think that's one thing I would like to see of him going to the NFL is how he deals with press. That's like a mystery thing. I really want to see. I just don't know how he does against it. But, yeah, one thing, I, th- I think he needs to sharpen up his technique, but his speed and his athleticism is second to none, and I think he's going to be an impact right away. Maybe as a third option and maybe in the return game for a team. Absolutely. Where are we at on time? Uh, we're at 48, so we probably do – it depends on how fast eight. we go or how quick we go. But, uh, yeah, we probably hit the 7-6 and six, uh, before we had to – for the time stuff on it, yeah. All right, cool. So my number eight, uh, Wyatt mentioned was 2-2 Atwell for him. Mine is Diami Brown out of North Carolina. He's a guy that moved up uh, from number 12 all, all the way to eight. You know, I rewatched a lot of guys, and a lot of the guys I felt really confident in. But with him, you know, I'll go back and look at my notes, and I'm like, why did I have him at 12? He should have actually been higher in my original rankings. I shouldn't have had to re-rank him. Uh, to me, he has legit deep and vertical – threat ability like he is a legit mm-hmm. deep threat like i mean he's explosive uh, he's explosive off the line of scrimmage he has a great release uh, he's very fast down the field i mean i think it's special he blows by guys uh he has really solid hands you know he does have some uh some drops on some catchable balls that are like come on man you gotta clean that up but i think that's mm-hmm. concentration <laughs> things and i think that's something that can be fixed you know he doesn't do a great job of catching in traffic. I think he's okay at it, but I think that's again that's you know that's just not really his game. But he has great over the shoulder tracking ability. I mean, he doesn't have to turn around and go make a catch. Like he can literally just look over his shoulder, and if it's not there, he can turn his head the other way. Oh, he sees the ball, track it, make the catch. I mean, he does an amazing yeah. job at that. Where a lot of guys lose the ball, and it's it's either a drop or there's an interception. I mean, he does a great job of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has good fifty fifty ball skills as well. Again, nothing special. But it's good. Like, I mean, it's I like it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, he has great run after the catch ability. I think, you know, again, with, with his speed and what he does, he's not really shifty or anything like that, but he can really, you know, turn on the burners and run some run past some guys. I mean, I think, he, again, he's a guy that could take a slant 80 yards for a touchdown. I think that's – that's. Mm-hmm. I think he could really do that. Mm-hmm. He's a very good route runner, uh, you know, as far as just, like, intermediate routes and just normal routes. But he does a great job on his vertical route running. I mean, he does a great, great job down the field of creating separation, of getting open, of being that kind. And that's why I say he's a legit deep threat because it's not just about his speed. His speed alone would make him a, would make him a, an exciting deep threat for a team. Mm-hmm. But it's not only that. It's the fact that he's explosive, fast, and he has that ability to create separation down the field. And he does an amazing job of that. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, you know, I'd like – Again, with a lot of college receivers, you know, I wanted to see them expand their route tree. A lot of them are only asked to do certain things. Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. That a lot of the fault is of the offensive coordinator in college because hey, we have this guy, we know what he does well. That's how we're going to use him. That we don't that we don't really see them say, hey, we need you to run every single route because they don't care. They just again, it's about winning games, right? So that's not something you're going to see him do. And I think he has the ability to do that. So I'm not really too concerned with that. Uh, he does a great job, in my opinion, of winning versus both man and zone coverage. He shows a great ability to do that. And he reminded me of Deshaun Jackson. And I think a little bit more physical, a little bit better Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion. I really like Diami Brown. I think, again, he's an early second-round pick to me. I would feel comfortable taking him in the first round towards the end of it. If a team were to select him there, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. 
I really like him. I think he's a guy that, I, he, again, he should have been ranked higher initially for me. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him, and I think he can. I think I don't think he's being talked about enough. I think you're hearing a bunch of you know the guys that we're going to get into and are probably in both of our top sevens, but I would assume our top sevens have all the same players. I would assume that's what it is. So outside of those top seven guys, and then you've got Terrace Marshall, who's that eighth guy that everybody's talking about too, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really hear a lot about Diami Brown. I don't understand why. I think he's a guy that needs to get more recognition. But regardless of the fact, I love him. He's my number eight. And so I will move on to my number seven. Mm-hmm. Are we good on time? Yeah, we got eight minutes. We can both do our sevens. Cool, cool. So my number seven is a man out of Ole Miss uh-huh. who I love, Elijah Moore. Or is that your number seven? No, it's not. All right, so Elijah Moore, <clears throat> uh, he reminds me of a Cole Hardman, right? Uh, he's very explosive and has elite speed. Again, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this a lot with some of these guys at the top of this uh, list. Take a slant, 80 yards, no problem. But what does he do um, outside of that? I mean, he can he can make guys miss. He's very shifty. He's very creative with the ball on his hands. Yeah, uh, He accelerates like crazy. Once he catches the ball, I mean, he, it's like a missile being shot out of the cannon. Mm-hmm. It's insane how explosive he is. And I and, – and I'll say this. I think there's two guys in this class even more explosive than him, and I think that's special in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he does a great job of catching in traffic. Even for his size, he does a great job of taking hits and making that catch. I think that's amazing. Uh, he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. Again, like I said, he is a threat to score every time he touches it, and I think that's that's the kind of players that you want in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a good 50-50 ability, even with his size and his height disadvantage. He still does a great job of going up and getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very raw as a route runner. I don't think he's really asked to do a lot as a route runner. Uh, that's okay. I think he rounds off a lot and things like that. But I- I'm fine. Like I, th- I think once he can, t- once he grows that route running ability, I think he can truly be a special wide receiver. And I think he can truly be a, a game breaker kind of guy. And I, I really, really, really like Elijah Moore. Um, you know, I don't like even. Even now, he's hard to slow down. But I think once he adds that elite route running to his to his speed and his explosiveness and his acceleration, good luck. I don't even think you'll be able to slow him down. I think he'll be one of those guys that, hey, we had a good day stopping him, and he was going to have like seven catches for like 95 yards, and that's stopping him. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a great potential uh, to be a dangerous slot receiver. I think he has outside potential. I think he could be a number one deep threat for a team if you needed mm-hmm. somebody like that. Uh, I love Elijah Moore, and that's why he is my number seven. Yeah, my number seven is somebody I think completely. It's a completely different wide receiver. Um, you want to try to guess who it is real quick? Rashad yeah. Bateman. Yeah, Rashad Bateman. Yes, that's who it is. Okay, I like his route running. When you said that completely different, yeah, I'm like looking. I was like the other guys in my top of my list. There's one guy that's different, and he should be number one. The other guys are really similar, and I'm like, well, it's got to be Rashad then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just I like him a lot. He's he's uh, route running. I think is amazing for a guy his size. Uh, mm-hmm. You know he can get open like you know through through some quick quickness from from some shifting uh, shiftiness. Uh, you know trying to get open off of that. I like his release off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he has solid hands. I think he does a lot of body catches. But when he's forced to catch it with his hands, he he uh, makes some really good catches. And I wish you'd clean that up a little bit. Like, I don't like when people body catch. 
It's, it's absolutely annoying to me. Uh, okay. And that's one of the things that he. That's why he's a little bit lower. But his ability to get open, you know, on his route running and you know his craftiness and his route running ability. That's the thing that uh, I liked a lot about him. Uh, and one and the one thing that he, another thing he's a little bit lower than the other guys on my list here is he's a little bit slower than the other guys. He's quick. He like when I'm talking about his route running, he's very quick. But he's he's kind of slower than these other guys. Like I. I don't see him breaking a 80-yard touchdown. You know, I think he's going to get hawked on the way. Uh, I think he's that, he's that type of guy, but I think he's a very similar guy. I think he, I think his ceiling or his ceiling is is uh is like almost a Larry Fitzgerald, almost where. I think Larry. Fitzgerald, I don't know. Larry Fitzgerald had some elite speed. We got to remember that. I'm talking about like an older Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I should have said it. <laughs> you, you comparing you comparing this rookie Rashad Bateman no, no. To, a, to a broken down Larry Fitzgerald. No, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about Larry Fitzgerald in 2015. And, I got you. I got you. I know, maybe, I know what you mean. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. The mid, the midder part, and that's the Super Bowl type of. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like where I think he, his route running is there. I just think right. he likes it. Like when you're when you're talking about the uh, Larry Fitzgerald of old in that Green Bay vision around. Uh, game that crazy game with the two Rogers Hell Marys, right? Like, old Larry Fitzgerald takes that for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, and he does, it. and that's why I kind of see a Bateman there is that that style of Larry Fitzgerald throughout his career. But I think he could have a long productive career, and that's what I like about him is his route running. His I feel like his his knowledge of football and knowledge of playing the receiver position is there for a very long career. It's just a little bit of his athleticism. And his breakaway speed is why he's a little bit lower, but he's he's the second round pick for me. Everybody above him, I would take in the second round or first round. Like that's how much I like these guys. Uh, and Rashad Bateman is the guy that you know I would take late second round, mid second round if I was a team. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's my number seven. So yeah, we're gonna take a break real quick. We're at the fifty-eight minute mark, uh, and it cuts off after an hour. So we're gonna take a break and then get back to it real quick. Yeah, my phone's being stupid right now. Hey, the podcast is still going here. Okay. Hey, Alright, so we're going to continue talking real quick because it's going to make a little some dead space there. There we go. And we're back. And sorry for that. Like, there's going to be a little bit like if a, like, dead, like, uh, or like a little bit of dead space there, or like me saying like this is the like the things not working. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, because like for some reason my my phone went to like a dark mode oh. and it went let me click the uh like like the get out almost like the like stop the podcast and restart it <laughs> button. Yeah, it, it wasn't let me do that. All I hear all I hear is you say this stupid thing is not working on my stupid phone. <laughs> Yeah, and, I was having, like, having some... and I'm sitting here like, was the podcast still going? Like, was it still recording? I'm glad I didn't say anything stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Like, uh, yeah, I know. Like, I've been having some te- technology issues. Like, my Skype wasn't working uh, for a hot minute. Like, Houston went to like a very small screen <laughs> at the beginning before we started the podcast, and right. like my everything was like not responding at first. So yeah, my my computer's been act- like my technology today's not been the best. Uh, but right. you know, we're making it through. We're at number six right now. Uh, Who is number 15. six? 
Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, my number six is Kadarius Tony from Florida. Awesome. So is mine. Awesome. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the thing I had. It's the first thing I put on him. Like, this dude has his juice in his step. Like, when he gets the ball, that yeah, dude. Yeah, the first thing I wrote was explosive with the ball in his hands. And then I wrote, or I said electric with the ball in his hands. And then I wrote a very explosive, comma, shifty, comma, extremely fast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, that's what I had. Like, that's, that was all I had there. Like, this dude, if you put him on, like, a corner, on, like, a corner route or a post route, that dude's going to burn his corner or burn whoever's playing him. He's going to do that. And somebody a little bit higher on the list, I'm going to get into that as well. But if you put him on, like, a post corner or something where he's running a post and he just turns into a corner, that that's a touchdown waiting to happen there. Or if you do the opposite, go into a corner, then you turn it into a post at the last second, that's a touchdown waiting to happen. That's, that's a lot of developing plays, though. Where, you know, like, you'd have to have somebody like a Pat Mahomes that drops back 10, 20 yards and able to launch a 50 yards on the field. Even that, but I think you see a lot with the with the way offenses are going today. It's going really – it's going back to the two tight end sets. Yeah. Run the football, play action, boots, right? And a lot of the boot plays, you're going to have a lot of those post-corner routes. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But you're going to have a lot of ability on some of those keepers and things like that. Where hey, we're gonna we're trying to hit a play on the back side of this play. Yeah. Um and hey, we're rolling to the right, but we wanna hit it on the back side on the left over here. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna have a guy running a crossing route over the middle, but hey, immediately once he gets midfield, he's gonna stick his foot in the ground and go back, right? We've seen some pe- teams like uh you know, we've seen the teams like the 49ers, that's that's a big part of their game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who's adapting from the 49ers, right? We see the, the Rams are a big part of it. We see the, the Packers are big in it now. And I think the Packers, I think Kadarius Tooney. Well, the Bears now, were too last I've year a some, lot. Absolutely. Yeah, at the end of the last the Bears season. Fit, absolutely. And that was a big part of why they were able to get into the playoffs, right? I think you see teams like the Jets who now have uh, Matt LaFleur's brother, uh, Mike LaFleur is their OC. Mm-hmm. They're going to be heavy into that, right? You're seeing this Shanahan-esque offense. Uh, really changed the NFL again, mm-hmm. uh, just like he did very much back when his dad was in the NFL in the late, you know, I mean, I know he was before that, but when he really took over at the Broncos mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the 90s. And I think a guy like Kadarius Tooney uh, could really make an impact on a team that really wants to do that kind of stuff. And I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I think the one thing he could work on is a little bit, techn- little bit technique on his route running. I think he uses it's very similar to what I was talking about Tutu at well, which he uses his speed a lot. Where you, right. same thing with Tutu, if you get him on a corner, you get him on a post corner, he's going to burn his guy, and he's going to be able to like do a little stutter step and go off to that corner, go off to the post. Uh, right. I think if but if if he can polish up his route running a little bit, I think he'll be fine. He can return and he can play running back. They've lined him up at running back a couple of times. The dude's an athlete. Like so, you, you can you can have him on the field at any time. And like on any play, and the defense don't know it doesn't right. know what you're gonna do with him. Like you, they're not gonna know. Oh, where is he lined up this time? Uh, they're gonna mm-hmm. be very, they're gonna be confused. He's not a he's not a typical wide receiver. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, what I have about him, you know, is he has amazing run after catch ability. It's all the things we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think he can, you know, just as well as you know some of the flashy plays where he makes guys miss. He runs right through guys' tackles too. Like I mean, he's got some nice little power to his game in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I lo- I loved his ability to create separation. Now I agree with you. His route tree and you know you don't see this big route 
running ability from him. Yeah. But I feel like with what they do give him, mm-hmm. I feel like he really excels in that. And I think he does an amazing job of creating separation. I think he does a good job versus zone. Uh, I think he could play, and again, he's another guy that to me that can play inside and outside. Uh, I think he's better uh, better suited to you know be a game changer from the slot. But if hey, if you needed him to go outside and do some things, he can absolutely do that and be successful. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a number one receiver though, and and I know a lot of number one receivers are usually outside guys, which is why mm-hmm. I say like, hey, as he develops and gets even better, I think he could go to the outside even with his size, right? I think, he, but I think he's like what? Isn't he like six foot? So he has. I can. Um, I just exited out Google Chrome, but yeah, I can check it real quick. No, no, you're good. Yeah. I mean, so I think he is like six foot. So I think he even does have that size to even be an outside receiver. Even I mean, just like Reggie Wayne was only six one, Marvin Harrison was an number one receiver at like five ten. So yeah. it, that's not a that's not an issue to me. I think he can be a number one outside receiver uh, with the ability to excel in the slot. Um, you know, after a year or so, it was hard for me. Um, he's five eleven. Huh? He's five eleven. Five eleven. Okay. So yeah, I don't have that. I don't have an issue with that. It was hard for me to really compare him to somebody. I came across this in comparison of Julian Edelman because I think Julian Edelman. I don't think a lot of people give enough credit to him. I know he just retired, and I know we had this conversation about him not being a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I don't think that he is because you know. It just he just doesn't have a lot of the stats and things like that to back it up. Regardless, you know, I know he was great in the playoffs, but I feel like he has that ability of a Julian Edelman, but a much, much, much higher ceiling. You know, he's way more explosive. He's way shiftier. But I think a, a lot of his game is similar to a Julian Edelman, but just better. And I and I really do love uh, Kadarius Tooney. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a comparison here. Uh... But gosh, I can't think uh, of one. Like I'm, let me see, let me, let me give me a sec here. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just go through some of these teams real quick and trying to maybe compare like to an older wide receiver. And uh, I, don't, I can't. Like it's, it's it, like it's like in the person at my number five is very is very similar to him. Uh, and I'll get I'll get into him and I'll get to him here in a second, but. Yeah, my number, right. but but uh, yeah, he's very similar. But I think the my number five is a little bit stuff better. But yeah, I just I can't think of a, of a comparison. The same thing with uh, you know, Elijah Moore is my number five here. I can't I think I can't think of. Hey, what? my turn, man. What do you say? No, you you can go. It's my it was my turn, but you can go. It's no, good. yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to do my number five. I wanted because yeah, like, you start off. The, oh, off I, last got, time. I got you. We'll probably have my five will be the same as your four. Probably, I would assume so. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, I, I like him a lot. You know, there, it's, it's hard to compare him to a wire, or to a wide receiver in the NFL because he can do about right. anything. Uh, he's a gadget player. Same thing like Kadarius Tony. Uh, I like. I, I just think he does some stuff better than Tony does, and that's why he's above. You know, that's uh, that's why he's above him on my list. Like when I was talking about Kadarius Tony route running, uh, and or not route running, being a running back. And maybe having that return ability, I think Elijah Moore does that a little bit better than Kendarius Tony does. Uh, and I one thing that one thing that got me was like when he was going up against J.C. Horn, which was basically my cornerback one B. Uh, like he brought up the grabbiness of J.C. Horn, and I know a lot of people have a lot of issues with the you know grabbiness of him, him getting pass interference calls, which I don't have a problem with. If you're 
a good wide or a good cornerback, you're going to hold. You're not going to be afraid of holding somebody uh, and grabbing a little and getting a little bit of a jersey on them or grabbing a little bit of a jersey. So he brought a lot of that out of Horn and was able to draw a lot of penalties on him. And that's what I liked about him a lot. Like he can bring out those grabby physical corners like a Richard Sherman, like a Jalen Ramsey, and he can grab or he can create those penalties, can create those PI calls, those offensive holding calls on those DBs. And that's something that's, that I think he does He does a little bit better than Tony does. Uh, I like his catching the traffic ability. I think he works back to the football mm-hmm. very well. Uh, I agree. His catching looks natural, too. Like, when he catches the football, it's not a little bobble. It's like he catches it and it's firm. You know, like uh, his hands are very – like it's, it, he has soft hands. Uh, like Squidward, right? You know, firmly grasp it. Firmly, yeah, That's firmly grasp it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, – yeah, he ju- he's just a very unique player. Same thing with Darius Tony. They're both very unique. And that's why I'm going to have them together a little bit. It's uh, weird that they're such unique players and they're very similar. It's like I haven't seen – like you're not – I mean we're really just starting on the cusp of this new kind of receiver in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas back in the day, they were really relegated to, hey, you're going to be that number three receiver. you got some shiftiness. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're a nice player. Maybe they would have been a running back back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Just a smaller running back. Yeah. And now that they have this ability that they're basically running backs at receiver. Um, I know, you know, well, you I think it's the opposite. I think Moore. they're receivers that can play running back. You know, like we get, like I was talking to you about this the other day. Like you can, like we have Tariq Cohen, we have Naheem Hines, Damon, our teams, uh, you know, those type of players on our teams, uh, you know, with the Bears and the Colts right. there. Uh, you know, they, you know, they're running backs that can, that can go out and play wide receiver. They're wide receivers that can go out and play running back. Right. Uh, I mean, and, they, and both yeah. of them had that ability. They showed that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and th- that's what I like about Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was like, he found a hole and he went through a hole. Like, he, that dude that dude knows how to play running back. Where I think Kadarius Tony's more of a, you know, get him to the outside, let him make some people miss, or he needs a good offensive line maybe to create some holes for him. Uh you know, I think I think he can read can read and react with as a running back, but I think Elijah Moore does that a little bit better than him as well. I think he's a little bit better of a gadget player than what Tony is, and that's why I had him up above him. Uh, but I, I just really like uh, uh, I just really like Elijah Moore, and he can go up and get the football too. Like he can high point a football. Like he has athleticism, go up and get a football over over a bigger defender. And uh, I just like Elijah Moore a lot. Like I would I would pick him early second. Uh, right. If he's down the late first, and you and you need a wide receiver, or you know you feel like you, your offensive tackles are gone, or your defensive players are gone, go. I would say go and get Elijah Moore if you need a playmaker on offense in that late first round spot. Right. Uh, I would say go do that. Uh, but yeah, I like Elijah Moore a lot. Uh, I, I, I really like. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a star in the NFL. So I think Kadarius Tony will be too. Right. Absolutely. Um, so my number five. I don't know why I said it like that. Five. Uh, anyways, my number five is a man from southern Indiana, played at Trinity High School in Louisville, uh, which is where you know we're from. I coached at Trinity. Did not get to coach this this uh, this kid. I played against him. I don't know why. I don't know why I called him. I don't know why I call him kid. I'm only like three years older than him. I played I feel against like him. I'm in talking high like I'm 34 or something. So, but yeah, what's that? I played against him in high school. Yeah, yeah, you did, and uh, he he looked like a man amongst boys out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was playing, um, 
but his name is Rondell Moore. He's not my number four. No. No. Okay. So, yeah, he's my number five receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll get to why he's my number five. Um, I wanted to put him higher. I really did. Like, I honestly wanted to put him in my top four, my top three. There's just some issues that I have where I just, I, I can't justify putting him over somebody else that I feel like is going to be able to actually, you know, that show the ability to stay and play without the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, I wrote down for Rondell, I have amazing record-breaking freshman year, like, I mean, in 2018. That, I mean, it was absolutely insane the way he exploded onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, that was one of the disappointing things, and it wasn't his fault, right? 2019, he had some injury issues and just really – wasn't able to be himself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he started out the season kind of nicely and then, you know, had the injury. And that was kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, only got to play a few games last year in 2020. You know, after he opted out and then, you know, opted back into play, right? But here, here's where I go. Absolutely, ridiculously explosive. <laughs> yeah. With three, with three exclamation points. Uh, yeah. He is, in my opinion, maybe the freakiest athlete in this entire draft. Um, I don't care that he's 5'7". I don't care that he's not over 200 pounds. I don't care. He can be an outside receiver. I, he, like, I, do, oh, do we ever talk about Steve Smith? What do we talk about him? He was 5'9". He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So don't give me the whole, oh, he's 5'7". So, no, I don't care. You don't, you're not, you don't wake up in the morning with this kind of athleticism mm-hmm. uh, on, on the regular basis. Like, this is some freak stuff. He goes from 0 to 60, in my opinion, maybe better than anyone in the entire draft. And that's better than Smith. That's better than Chase. That's better than Waddle. That's better than Bateman. That's better than Marshall. That's better than Brown. That, that's better than any of them. And I think he really does go from 0 to 60 that that crazily. I mean, his, his acceleration and breakaway speed – to me, is insane. I I think like once he gets the ball in his hands, I mean he is. I mean he is insanely fast. Uh, I mean it's ridiculous what he does. I mean, and not only that, but he's freakishly strong. You know, oh, I mean he was squatting over five hundred pounds in high school at his size. I mean he's hit over six hundred pounds in the squat. He had, I think, I know he didn't do his bench test, but you know I saw a video earlier today. 24 reps on the bench press at his size. Mm. I mean, he's a freak of flipping nature. Extremely tough. He's a great route runner, in my opinion. I don't know some people knock his route running. I think he has great route running. I think he shows the ability to really create separation and be a great route runner. Uh, he has solid hands. I do think he has some issues with some concentration drops and some drops that he had this past 2020 season that kind of I didn't like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I, I know that he's going to improve them. I'm not worried about that too much, right? Uh, but it is an issue. Um, you know, I think he does a great job of catching in traffic. You know, I don't really see the ability to catch a lot of 50-50 balls. He wasn't really put in that position a lot. Um, but I don't think it's something that needs to be in his game to be successful. That's not that's not going to be his game. And I think he could. Like, I mean, he has the leaping ability to go up and get a pass if he needed to. He's extremely versatile. I think he literally dominates wherever he was lined up. You put him in the slot, he dominates. You put him outside, he dominates. Put him in the backfield as a running back. He dominated. You put him, you put him, uh, you know, as a wing, you know, outside of the tight end. You want to do some um, different orbit motions and things of that nature. He dominates. I mean, whatever you want to do with him, he exceeds that, and he does an amazing job at it. 
right? He's literally a threat to score every time he touches the ball, and, that, and that's that's a hundred percent the truth. I mean, we we saw we've all seen the crazy he played when he was playing Ohio State. It was insane. So, excuse me. Uh, his after run his run after catchability is amazing. He can make guys miss. He can run through tackles. He can run through men. <laughs> like he ain't just running through arm tackles. He can run through human beings. Yeah. Right. Um, he does a great job of winning one-on-one battles and man coverage. He does a great job of finding windows and zone coverage. And I think that's a testament to where he even started in high school um, with, with the way he was coached and things like that, coaching on that staff with a lot of the coaches that coached, uh, that coached him. Uh, I think that kind of shows like where it started and being on, being on that staff and then mm-hmm. seeing how he grew even into a college player and why he was so successful as a freshman. Um, you know, I just my only concern with him is you know he is in a very college offense. I will give him that he's in a very RPO layer, you know, college heavy offense. I'm not really concerned about that. I know some people have issues with it. I'm more concerned about big, quarterbacks that come out of an RPO rather than a wide receiver. Like look at look at look at look at Tyler Johnson from Minnesota last year. You know, I liked him a lot coming out. A lot of people didn't because he came out of the RPOs, but he comes in right in the Tampa being a fourth, fifth, fifth round pick. And I was like, this dude has some ability to run a route. Like, people, he doesn't have a route tree. He only does slant routes. I was like, no, this dude, if you watch the film, like, he, like when he was given the chance, like, he was getting open on these other routes. And, Absolutely. Like, he, and then you go into the NFL, and this dude's making crazy catches in the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game and getting open on those routes that people said he couldn't. So I don't, I don't ever right. knock and that's why receivers or skilled players for RPOs. Wow. What do you say? That's why they're not bringing back Antonio Brown. I mean, because Tyler Johnson established himself as, hey, I'm a good number three receiver. Oh, you yeah. don't need to bring back Brown. I can oh, yeah. be that guy for you guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. So my biggest issue, though, with Rondell Moore is just the durability issues. I think that's everybody's biggest concern. Mm-hmm. I think he could – I to me, he – I'll tell you right now, he's, my, he's ranked to my top 15 players in the draft. Yeah. Uh, or what, let's see real quick. Is he 15 or is he 16? He's fifteen. He is fifteen for me in this draft. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that highly of him as a player that he is my number fifteen rated player in the draft. I, I love him. I think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a superstar. It's just he's got to be able to stay healthy. He's got to be able to prove that he can be durable. And as long as he can do that, I don't. I think he will play better than this number five spot that I have him at. I just couldn't put him. Goodness gracious! I got to stop drinking like sodas. He's, yeah. <laughs> anyways, but he's really, um, I, I really think, you know, I'll, I'll regret putting him at number five in all honesty. I think I should have probably maybe put him at three. Well, uh, I think the top two guys I'm pretty solid on, but number th- the, the guys three through five, I really had trouble ranking them. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll kind of eat my words. He might be end up being my number three guy when it's all said and done mm-hmm. uh, after after their fr- rookie seasons in the NFL. But it's just the durability issues. If he can outdo the durability issues, everything that I see on tape tells me he's going to be a phenomenal football player. Yeah. So uh, well, I'll say this real quick. The one thing, like I don't, I look at skill on the field. That, that's how I rank them. Like you can talk about durability issues. You can talk about you know off the field stuff with Kelvin Joseph. And all of that, you know, and uh, what's his uh, Damon Arnett last year, you know, uh, right? You know, and I had him very high uh, in the cornerback rankings, which a lot of people didn't. 
uh, due to off the field stuff. Uh, you know, I think that's a one. I think one thing is is I I just look at I just look at the skill on the field and that's how I rank them. I don't get into the durability. I don't get into the off the field stuff. Perform on the field, and I feel like that stuff is it's. It's fi- sometimes it's fixable, sometimes it's not. You know, it depends on the player. Uh, right. Durability is a hard one to fix. Uh, but if you're talking about on the field stuff, like there was a reason he was the number one wide receiver in this draft class for a while. Then he became the number two, obviously, because of Jamar Chase and all that. Uh, but there was a reason he was pegged as a first round pick in this draft class. And I think he still should. Yeah. I think Rondell should still be a first round pick. I. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you know where I have him being drafted at or if I have like any of that kind of thing. Yeah. Because we will we will do a mock draft, but I really do. Unfortunately, I see him slipping to the second round because mm-hmm. of his durability issues. I know guys like Tooney and more and Elijah Moore, I should say, are, are kind of popping up ahead of him, probably mm-hmm. because of the durability <laughs> thing. Uh, but if he falls into the second round, they're getting one of the biggest steals I think in the draft. Uh, I think he's a top – like I said, he's a top 15 player to me. And if he falls out of the first round, which I think is highly likely, then whoever picks him up, it better be at the top of the second round. And I think he's going to be a huge steal for somebody. So, yeah. anyways, who is your number four? Or do you want me to go first? You talked a while. See, I love number four. <laughs> right. hey, I had to, man. I had to, I had to get my spill on it, man. I, I love the player. So I'm I'm not gonna sit here and not talk about him. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, my number four I'm not gonna talk too much about. Yeah, my number four is Jalen Waddle. Okay, so number, ask him that's your that's your number four then. So you, that means you have Bateman up in your top three. Or no, he's not, not my he's not my number four. Wait, what? Waddle's not my four. Yeah, oh my bad, my bad. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. my bad. Yeah, so that means Bateman's your four then. So yeah, uh, Waddle. Uh, yeah, I just really like he's really fast. He's very he's very fluid in his movements. Uh, you know, like he can make people miss. He can kick return, he can punt return. Uh comes back to the football and we'll talk about Devonta Smith here, because everybody knows Devonta Smith's gonna be up there. Uh those Alabama receivers come back to the football and they were taught well to come back to the football and make catches. Uh mm-hmm. you know, he can catch in traffic. He's not the most polished route runner, that's why he's a that's why he's below the three people I have above him. I don't think he's okay. as good as a route runner as the three people above him. And that's that's the reason he's number four. I think he's a first round pick. I just don't think I just don't think that polishness the polishness I don't, I don't I'm trying to the pol the polished route running isn't there for him. Yeah, I I, don't, I right. feel like combined words didn't work. Uh right. But yeah, but he does have route running potential. Like when I'm talking about Elijah Moore, I'm talking about Tony, I'm talking about Tutu Atwell, those speed guys. When you're talking about post corners and corner routes, a dude's gonna do that right away like uh Jalen Waddle's gonna do that right away. Uh in the NFL, he's gonna be very effective at that. He's gonna be a very effective deep threat player. And he's gonna be a very effective gadget. Uh, you know, doing some push passes, doing some uh uh, some like jet sweeps with him and getting him into open space. He's gonna be very effective at that. But those route running and the nuance of route running and getting separation against NFL level corners, some top corners in the NFL, 
I feel like he may struggle with that his first couple seasons until he you know gets into the groove of things. But like him being a date with deep threat for a team, I think he'll he'll come in and be a very similar player to I think Henry Ruggs. What Henry Ruggs was for uh, Oakland last year, comparing the two Alabama receivers, uh, yeah. speed with them. Which Henry Ruggs, he had a, I think he had a solid rookie season. His route running I think was an issue a little bit, struggling with him getting separation. But when he was able to be man on man and able to use his speed, the dude made some plays. Uh, right. And you go to Jalen Waddle, I think he has the same potential as that. His first couple of seasons is, is that deep threat ability, that playmaking ability. Uh, but I feel like I think he may struggle a little bit getting separation as for his rookie year uh, with some of these NFL-level talents. But I think he's going to be a really, really good receiver once he gets everything polished up. And hopefully he can stay healthy. And hopefully he comes back from that uh, broken ankle, though. You know that that was a uh, and like that's one thing uh, that it, having a broken ankle is hard to come back from as well. Like they have that same burst that you once had with it, uh, and that that I know I was talking about durability. I don't really look at durability as much. Where where more Moore's was more like some hamstrings, some like uh, pulls and some strains, and getting those like worked out. I, when you like break something, it, it's a little bit harder to come back from, from my point of view. Uh, and I feel like if uh, like I feel like getting that speed back for him this this next season may uh, may be a little bit for him. But once he gets that speed back, and once he's able to polish up, I think he's gonna be a really good receiver. Yeah, I'm looking at some reports here saying Jalen Waddle's ankle. A dislocation, not like a, I guess a full break, but I mean technically, I guess you can consider it a break. Well, if but. it's a dislocation, you can like hurt some ligaments. So I don't know. I don't know if you like because if you dislocate an ankle, you're not going to be out the year. Uh, but if you like injure some ligaments, then you're going to be out for the year. So you may injure well, no, some ligaments. So he he hurt his ankle. I don't know why my computer is doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, I said that he's he's ready to go. He checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the injury on the injury concerns, yeah. you know, team doctors checked him out and said he's good. So every, they said well, that I, he's healing properly. That's amazing. I mean, and he came and he came back to play, right? I mean, well, I know he got hurt, and then he tried to come back and play in the championship mm-hmm. game. So I, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue, in my opinion. But I agree with you. I think there are still some things, yeah, uh, that go there. So my number four, like you said, so just give it away, is uh, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, um, I know. I'm. I feel like I'm starting to be higher on him than a lot of people. I feel like the only people that are high on him with me is uh, PFF. You know, I feel like a lot of guys, as oh, the guys that I like, Chris Sims, Chris Sims, and Daniel Jeremiah. No, I mean, he, well, I mean, I'm not I saying like, like, he, like I'm not saying people have him at like number fifteen, but yeah. you had him at what number eight? Yeah, I compared him to Larry Fitzgerald, and then you're like, hold up there on that. Like, no, I, I well, like listen, him a lot. Listen. I think he has a lot of potential. Yeah. Well, listen, listen. That, well, that's what I'm saying is like I have him in my top five. You know, I have him at number four, mm-hmm. and you guys, you know, a lot of a lot of people that I trust, you know, like Sims and Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks and all those guys, they have them lower. You know, mm-hmm. they have them, you know, towards like the ten spot, and you know, they have them going in late second round. So I'm like, I, I get it, or mid second round. So I get it, but to me, he's he's a he's a legit first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a big strong frame. To me, he remind he reminds me a lot of Stefan Diggs. Um, well, just I don't know. There's just a lot of similarities to Diggs and, and Bateman to me. He reminded me of but a, he's a lot great of uh, Michael Thomas. If you can't remember like NFL players now, like Michael Thomas was like the one that jumped off the page for me. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's some similarities there as well. Yeah. Um, or, or even if you want to compare it to a uh, Devontae Adams, right? I think there's a lot of similarities in a lot of those guys' games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a great route runner. He's very, very smooth in and out of breaks. Uh, you know, he knows how to win off the line of scrimmage. Um, I think he's another guy that can excel inside and outside. You know, I think he's a guy that can play slot. He can play outside and, and be great at both. Uh, he shows an ability to win in one-on-one situations versus man coverage because of his route running. Uh, and the way he and the way he wins with that, uh, he does an amazing job in zone coverage. I feel like I feel like he does like just a great job of finding windows and sitting down and getting open, um, and be and being there for the quarterbacks for e- some easy completions. Mm-hmm. To me, he's a threat to score every time he touches the ball, and that's just because he's not this. That's not just because he's like this fast guy because he's really not like you touched on. Like he's really not this like elite speed or anything like that. Like it's it's not anything special there. But I think he does have a really special ability to break tackles, to make some guys miss, to to make some things happen after the catch. And I really like that ability. It's not anything to do with his speed or athleticism. It's just I feel like he's just a good football player. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he does a really good job of uh, catching 50-50 balls and catching in traffic. Again, nothing special, but it's it's good, and I, and I think he shows that ability. He has good, solid hands to me. Like you said, I think he has some struggles, and it's not always the most natural – catching ability but i think it's good and it doesn't concern me mm-hmm. um and i think you know i think he's a good athlete uh you know i don't think he's like again we're not i'm not gonna sit here comparing him you know he's not he's not one of the moors he's not he's not a tony uh, he's not even a diamond brown to me right mm-hmm. or a terrace marshall but i think you know he's you know he's his athleticism is comparable to a wallace or a johnson or a saint brown mm-hmm. where they're just good athletes but nothing special uh, I like Rashad Bateman. I think he's a. I think he should be a first round pick. Yeah. I think he's another guy that I like a lot. That's going to fall and be a second round pick. Mm-hmm. But I won't be surprised if he's a late first round pick to a team that needs a guy um, of his ability. So yeah, sure. So I'll let you get into your number three now. So my number three might come as a shock, but it is Jamar Chase. No, it's not your face. Like you about you got, got like, white as a ghost. It's uh, it's it's Devonte Smith. Oh, what? My number three is Devonte Smith. That's not. Hey, it's not a knock on him. Yeah, the, the two guys ahead of him, man. I like. I'm, I'm not. It's this ain't no slide to Devonte Smith. We do have some disagreements with uh, Waddle. Where where we put Waddle at? Uh, we Waddle's my disagree- number one. But uh, Devonte Smith is my number three. Uh, obviously, Heisman winning wide receiver out of Alabama. He's very explosive, uh, elite speed, um, and I did right. His his weight and his frame are are very slight, right? They're, it's a he's a small dude, mm-hmm. but it doesn't bother me. There's nothing on film. I dare someone to tell me anywhere on film that that's an issue. He's six foot tall. He's like 140 pounds. I'm just joking, but he's like 175, right? Tell me somewhere on film where that's an issue. Uh, he reminded me a lot of Calvin Ridley. That is my comparison for him. I think Calvin Ridley and him are really are built similarly. They play similarly. Um, you know, he's a willing blocker. He does an amazing job of coming back to the ball and attacking it for a catch. He's not just sitting there waiting on the ball to come to him. Uh, I wrote he's an elite prospect at the wide receiver position. So let's not sit here. I'm not knocking him at number three. It's just where I have him ranked. Uh, he's an amazing route runner. He can win on one-on-one situations. He gets wide open in zone coverage and finding holes in it. He does an amazing job. Extremely tough player. Very good hands. 
Uh, he has a really good ability, 50-50 balls. Uh, he does a great job of high-pointing the ball for the catch. You know, he's, he, he does a great job of locating it and bringing it down. Uh, he does a great job of making guys miss. But he also, um, you know, showed a little bit of an ability to break some tackles. Now, here's, my, here's one of my issues with them. The top two guys that I have, and I feel like Rondell Moore – um, has this ability better than him as well. And I think Tooney and, and the other more, Elijah, have it better than him as well. I think all those guys are better in the open field than Devontae Smith. To me, I felt like Devontae Smith wasn't this guy that's going to – he could take a slant 80 yards for a touchdown because of his speed, but he's not going to sit here and make four guys miss and go make a touchdown. That's not his game, right? But I think he's like a legit elite number one wide receiver. You're drafting him – you're getting a number one receiver day one. I really feel like that. Mm-hmm. I have a number three because I feel like the top two guys are a little bit more special with the ball in their hands. And that's – and I'm, I'll just be honest. That's why. But that, that, that but him being a three is no slight on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he shows great deep threat ability, and he's great outside and inside. So I love Devontae Smith. He To me, again, he's, he's one of my top players. I mean, he's what I had him ranked at in my list. Yeah, he is my number 12 player overall. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Smith is my number 12 player overall. Um, I think he's a legit top 20 pick, just depending on where he falls and how the draft shakes out. I won't be surprised if he's picked in the top 10. I think he's worthy of that. Um, I just like the two guys ahead of him a little bit more. That's, I mean, quite honestly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Who was your number three? My I would assume he's Rondell Moore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like like you were talking about people knocking him on his route runner. I thought he was a really good route runner. Uh, one thing that impressed me the most though was I think he has the ability to find zones. He has the ability to read defenders' hips, and that's hard to find in wide receivers at times, especially with uh, you know the speed threat type of guys. You know they really just care about oh I'm just going to burn this guy, or I'm going to use my speed to get around him. I'm not going to read his hips. I'm not going to sit there and think. You know, and read and react in those situations. I think Rondo. That's one thing I think that separates Rondo more from those, some of those other speed guys is his ability to read hips and his ability to know where zone coverage is and is able to sit. And that's one thing, uh, Jalen Darden. Like when I'm talking about him being able to read hips, I think he reads hips very well. Uh, but his, I think his ability to find zones again, the zone coverage is lacking there a little bit and finding those open spots. Well, I think Rondo Moore just has the ability to sit and wait in uh, open, uh, open areas in zone coverage, uh, and like like you're talking about his freshman year, he destroyed Ohio State. Like he absolutely demolished them. Uh, they could not guard right. him. They they couldn't guard him even with uh, their number one corners that year. Uh, you know uh, who was a uh, forget who was a uh, that draft class is. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff Okuda last year that was on that team, and then. Was it Denzel Ward the year before? Yes, Denzel Ward. Uh, yes. Yeah, I was uh, like, who is it? Yeah, Denzel Ward. Yeah, and his 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 acceleration is outstanding. Like he goes and he bursts and he makes plays. He can make people miss in the open field. He has big big play potential written all over him. Uh, good hands, but not great hands. Like I think you're talking about. He bobbles the ball. He has some occasional drops. Uh, that's one thing that has a bit like when he bobbles it, he catches it. You know, like. Uh, I think he his hands are like they're not soft, you know they're they're hard. Like I was talking about Elijah Moore having some soft hands, like uh, Rondo Moore's a little bit different or the opposite. Where I think Rondo Moore has like hard hands, where like he like bobbles it and does all this stuff, and he's his hands need to be a little bit softer. Uh, but he can kick, he can do punt returns, he has a really good release off the line of scrimmage. 
Uh, I just like a lot of things about him, you know. Uh, and it's just one thing is he's di- I The reason I have him above Waddle is I think he's a better route runner. I think he has the same athletic ability. Uh, same. Right. Uh, I think Waddle may have a little bit better uh, catching ability, but it goes back to how I rank players. Can you get separation? How you how you gonna do at the next level getting separation? I think Rondo Moore separates people and is a better route runner than Waddle, and that's why he's above uh, Waddle on the list for me. Okay. Yeah, that, and that's the main reason he's at number three. But uh, Rondo Moore, I think there's a reason he was a top three R receiver. He was a first round pick. Before you know the injuries and stuff, uh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I like barring like barring any injuries, he's gonna have an amazing NFL career. I agree absolutely. Yeah. And a comparison I had for him, I don't think I mentioned it. He reminded me of a shorter AJ Brown out of uh, from the Titans uh, with his ability to play football. And I know some people have made the comparison to Steve Smith. Which I don't think is, uh, which I think is a pretty fair comparison as well. Which I mean, that's a great comparison for somebody. But to me, he was just a shorter AJ Brown with the way he plays, with his athleticism, uh, and I think that to me was like that. That's kind of what stuck to me. But yeah. uh, we is it, you going to go into your number two? Yeah, I'm going to my number two. Uh, my number two is Devonta Smith. Okay. Uh, the reason he's not number one is what you brought up lastly there. His ability not to make people miss in open field. He just runs around him. Like, show me some shiftiness a little bit. Show me some of that. Show me that ability to make people miss in open field. Uh, but and I his, feel like he has it. Like, I really I feel too. like he has that ability. He just doesn't show it. And, like, you know, that just is what it is. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but his burst usually gets him those yak yards, the yards that to catch. Uh, his route running is really good. I think he can improve on it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I mm-hmm. think I think there's one there's some stuff he can improve on his route running, but he can go up and high point the football. He comes back to the football beautifully. Uh, his speed is outstanding. He has great hands, and they're not flashy either. Like he doesn't make these Odell one hand one hand catches all over the place. No, he'll go and he'll just make the routine catch with both hands, and he right. does it all the time. He's very technical, and I, I like that about him a lot. Uh, he's a, he's 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 going to be a really good receiver in the NFL. Uh, He's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a great receiver. He has the potential to be a great receiver in the NFL. Uh, there, there's some stuff I wish would be polished a little bit. You know, if you're nitpicking here with him, I think there's some stuff that could be polished a little bit, uh, right. especially in the right brand department. But he's just everything else. He just does. Like he goes 100. He blocks for his teammates on uh, screen plays, on bubble screens, or if, running back, uh, or if it's just a run play, he still blocks for his teammates. He goes 100% on every play. He comes back to the football. If you uh, go to the Kentucky game, there's a play where Mac Jones just scrambles outside to the left in the, uh, in the red zone, and Devonta Smith is covered by like two people, and he's able just to get some space on him, just to get enough space on him. And is Absolutely. able to, uh, and Mac Jones is able to find him and launch a dart to him, and he's able to get a touchdown uh, in some very tight coverage. He can make catches in traffic. Uh, he he does everything so well. Uh, but if we're going to nitpick, I think he can get better with his route running, and he can get better in the open field. Uh, and that's okay. why he's not my number one because the number one person does that a little bit better than he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my number two is Jalen Waddle. Uh, out of Alabama. Um, I love Jalen Waddle. I do. Yeah. I mean, yes, I did write. Number one thing I wrote was injury concern, question mark. 
Um, and I know I have Rondo Moore at five because of his injury issues. I get it. I understand. Um, but I don't think Jalen Waddle's injuries that I feel like when you look at Rondo, a lot of the it's the durability issues. Can he stay healthy for a whole season? With Waddle, it's hey, like he had this ankle injury, and I think he's going to be okay to go, and that doesn't bother me as much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he's a, another guy at Alabama. I think that's just ingrained in him, but he's a willing blocker, right? He's willing to go out and block. Uh, he has elite, elite speed and elite explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and to me, he makes guys look slow. Like guys that are supposed to be fast look slow compared to him. Yeah, uh, he can make guys miss. He can run through them. Uh, you know, he's a true threat to score every time he touches the football regardless of whether that's a slant 80 yards, whether that's just a little bubble screen, he's going to juke a lot of people or run through them and make a score, whether he's going to be on a, on a, uh, on a go route or just a post route. And he's just going to burn his, uh, his corner that he's facing. Mm-hmm. He can be, he's a threat to score every time he touches the ball or the ball is being thrown his way. Um, you know, he dominates one-on-one man coverage with ease because of his speed, because of his athleticism uh, he does a great job of getting open versus zone coverage, in my opinion. He's a very good route runner, I feel like. like I feel like he shows a great route running ability. He can dominate inside or outside. Uh, he blows by defenders uh, with ease. Again, like, I mean, he's so fast. Like, he just makes guys look slow. Uh, he does catch with his, his body a little bit too much for my liking. I'm not a big fan um, of his natural catching ability. I think he does kind of allow, like, he body catches. But I still think he has good hands. It's not like I'm not like, oh, gosh, like he's not a good receiver. Like, no, he still has good hands. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like he only catches with his body. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does show a nice ability to high point the ball and make some really nice uh, catches in traffic. And I, and I really like that ability. And he's a really super or superter. <laughs> I don't know what word I'm using. Super versatile uh, skill set. Yeah. Um, his release off the football is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, he can put him inside again. He's like Rondell Moore to me, inside, outside, in the backfield as a wing. Like it doesn't matter where you put him. I think you're going to be able to find a place for him to ex, uh, to excel and be a true game changing wide receiver for your team. Uh, to me, he compares to Tyreek Hill in so many different ways, and and I really really love Jalen Waddle's game. Uh, you know, he, I didn't think I would, I thought I was going to have it like Chase Smith, probably more, you know, that like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But for Waddle to be my number two, I was really shocked and I knew I was going to like him, but I didn't think I would like him as much as I did. And he was just, he was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be amazing in the NFL. Hopefully that ankle issue is not really a concern. Mm-hmm. And I think wherever he goes, he's going to make an immediate impact for that team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess without further ado, our number one is what DeAndre Hop. I mean Jamar Chase. DeAndre Hopkins. No, it's uh, for me. It's uh, I have to go with Nico Collins from uh, Michigan. Oh well, no, that's fine. unfortunate no. because I have uh, no, that's fine. I have, I have TJ Basher out of Texas Tech. So TJ, I, I, don't, I want. I, I think you have a chance to watch him, but I watched. Don't, the, oh, it's not. He's just like he's just like a huge receiver. Like uh, he's I love huge special. receivers. That's why I have Seth Williams up there. I know, uh, like on Madden, it's great to have. Um, no, no. Well, if you go to like any, like look at Green Bay. Why is Green Bay so effective? Like you get a quarterback that can have ball, that has great ball placement. Like we talk about Trubisky. Why, no, that no. Listen, that that you don't need to go to the receiver part. It's because of Aaron Rodgers. He makes Aaron Rodgers makes bad receivers average, average receivers good, good receivers great, and great receivers 
amazing, right? Yeah. So, but um, I mean, that's why that's why I'll I think TJ Vasher, so like a lot of people have him as a tight end. I think he'd be a really good tight end. I th- I agree. Yeah. I think he needs to be a tight end. Yes. But, uh, yeah. um, but anyway, one, our number one, without further ado, is, is Jamar Chase. Absolutely. From LSU. Uh, um, he, he's everything you want as a wide receiver. Incredible. Yeah. My, I mean, I, I joked and said DeAndre Hopkins because my comparison for Jamar Chase is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, in so many ways, I think they're similar in the way they play football and the way they do things. Mm-hmm. I think Jamar Chase is the second best non quarterback in this draft. Uh, behind Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to sugarcoat and sit here and say I've got a tight end better than him. I can't wait to watch um, Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait. Everybody's watch, watch him. I, honestly, I, I was tempted to put uh, Kyle Pitts in my receiver rankings. I was really tempted to do it. I know. I heard uh, a lot of people just are. Just, just how good he is. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, like, if I were to put Kyle Pitts in my receiver rankings, he would be... As a true receiver, he'd be my number two receiver. I'm not I'm not joking about that. Yeah. Like, I, He's that amazing. Um, but I'll go off real quick about Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, he's explosive off the line of scrimmage. You know, he's willing to block in the run game. I, I wrote absolute superstar. He does everything you want as a wide receiver, just as you mentioned earlier, Wyatt. Mm-hmm. You know, he can dominate outside or inside. Amazing at fighting off and through press coverage. Um, you know, when a guy's in his face trying to get nasty and dirty with him and be physical, that doesn't phase him. He doesn't, it doesn't bother him. He dominates one-on-one situations versus man coverage. He does an amazing job versus zone coverage, and he finds windows um, at a in an amazing way. Uh, amazing, amazing catch and traffic ability, and does a great job at fifty-fifty balls. Uh, does a great job of high pointing the ball. Amazing hands, like I mean, just uh, just amazing hands. It's the fun to watch. And he's very technical as a receiver. He's a great route runner, in my opinion. He has deceptive speed. Like he's not like he's not sitting here. He's not Jalen Waddle. He's not Rondo Moore. He's not Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. But he has deceptive speed. Like he's still really fast. Uh, he constantly gets behind DBs. I don't think people realize how fast he is, and I think they underestimate his speed. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, we can press cover. Oh, we can kind of be off of him a little bit, and he's not gonna go get past us. Like we're fine. We can go sit and squat and do these kind of things. Yeah. And he just gets past guys, and and it's just like wow. Like how was he so wide open? Uh, a lot of there's a lot of nuance to his game. There's a lot of really professional. There's a lot of high level things that he does at the receiver position, in my opinion. He's very strong. Uh, great after catch um, of getting more yards. Um, the only negative. The only naked. <laughs> the only negative I have of Jamar Chase. The only negative I have is his speed is not elite. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was the one thing that. But to me. Yeah. He's still plenty fast enough, and I wrote very special player in my opinion. Like he is, if here's my thing, I'll say this: this is, you know, diving into my mock draft, not really telling where I pick well, people. Don't spoil anything. No, I'm not spoiling. But if here's my thought: I know the I know the Dolphins traded back with the 49ers, and then they traded back up to number six with the Eagles because I'm sure they want a receiver. Mm-hmm. I know you hear the whole talk about we'll pick one of the Alabama receivers for Tua because he has that chemistry. No, I love Smith. I love Waddle, but they're not the same kind of player as Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a guy that's going to be, in my opinion, in the next two two years or so, can legitimately say I'm a top five wide receiver in the NFL. I think he has that ability. So you don't pass on a guy like that. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, Chase is he? Yeah, like everything you just mentioned, he's he's absolutely amazing. On like uh like he's like you're talking about his speed. It's he's not the fastest guy in the room. He's not faster than Smith. He's not faster than Waddle. More, uh, you know the other more uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, he's not faster than Kadarius Tooney, but he has speed on him. Like if you need him to break an eighty yard or seventy yard touchdown, he can do that for you. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, he comes back to the football amazingly. He knows how to locate the football. Uh, is absolutely outstanding. He has amazing hands. Can line up anywhere on the field. Uh, you know, backfield. He can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. Uh, his route running is amazing. Uh, by far the best route runner in the class. You know, like last year we had you know, Jerry Judy. You know, he had Van Jefferson, who I think got picked early set or late second. By the Rams, second, yep. was amazing route runner, uh, mm-hmm. but you know his athleticism and all that was wasn't there with uh you know those top wide receivers. That's why he flipped. Or that's why he slipped. Like Jamar Chase has everything that you want out of a wide receiver. He's going to make a day. If you're talking about day one impacts, he's a for sure day one impact type of guy. Uh, he's just he's just amazing all around. Uh, I think the one thing he nitpicking there. I think one thing he may have trouble with is I think CJ Henderson played him pretty well uh last season in twenty nineteen. I agree. Because CJ Henderson has elite speed. If you're talking about you're getting some of those elite speed type of guys with like a Dory Jackson, uh I'm trying to think some of these elite speed corners uh that I'm just forgetting I'm blanking on here. Uh but if you get like an elite speed corner here on him, I think that's something he might be able to struggle at that at, I don't want to say he might struggle with, but I think those are the type of players you need to guard him. Because uh, I think somebody Absolutely. like a Richard Sherman or Richard Sherman type of player, like Richard Sherman is a different breed, but if you get somebody like a Richard Sherman that's very physical, uh, very like very physical type of corner, I think he works well against that. I think he works well against smaller corners. Uh, I think if you mm-hmm. get somebody with good size, good length on him, I think that somewhere he may yep. struggle with. But dude's absolutely amazing. And this is one thing that uh, I liked a lot. Like during his pro day, he made an amazing catch going to the ground. Like he's he's showing he he makes he 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 goes one hundred percent every time. Uh, is what I like about him. Like even in his pro day, no pads, nothing. He's going one hundred percent. He wants to show everybody that he's the best. And that's what I, that's what I like Absolutely. about him a lot. And you know, there, I, I think he's the best. He's probably the best wide receiver prospect. I think in a, like in a long, long time. Uh, maybe since Julio. I know some people are saying that. I mean, since I think, Julio, maybe. I think so too. Uh, because I mean, you know, a, like a, that was a decade ago. So yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins wasn't, you know, highly touted. You know, Antonio Brown wasn't how, highly touted like that. AJ AJ Green wasn't like he was like everybody was like, oh, AJ Green's gonna be really good, but he wasn't on the Julio level type of. Type of right, thing. I mean, AJ Green was picked before Julio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, but it was Super more like a safer pick. It was more like a safer pick with uh, right Green there. But yeah, Julio was off the charts, and so was Jamar Chase. Like the, the, Jamar Chase is going to be an outstanding NFL receiver. Yeah, uh, dude, your audio went out. I think. No, you're good. Uh, I was making sure it went out. Yeah, yeah. So that's a. Uh, yeah, so that's, I think that's going to wrap up. That's going to wrap up our top fifteen here. We're, we're going to go through them real quick here again. Uh, I'll start real quick. Uh, my number fifteen is Cornell Powell from Clemson. My number fourteen is Anthony Schwartz from Auburn. My number thirteen is Marquez Stevenson from Houston. 
My number 12 is Amari Rogers from Clemson. My number 11 is Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. My number 10 is Seth Williams from Auburn. My number 9 is Jalen Darden from North Texas. My number 8 is Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Uh, my number 7 is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. My number 6 is Kadarius Tony from Florida. My number 5 is Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. My number 4 is Jalen Waddle from Alabama. My number 3 is Rondell Moore from uh, Purdue. My number 2 is Devonta Smith from Alabama. And my number 1 is Jamar Chase from LSU. Yeah, so my I'll, I'll go down mine real quick. Uh, my number 15 is Cornell Powell out of Clemson. My number 14 is Jalen Darden out of North Texas. 13 for me is Tamorian uh, Terry out of Florida State. Number 12 is Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. Number 11 is Kay Johnson out of South Dakota State. Number 10 is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Number 9 is Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Number 8 is Diami Brown out of North Carolina. Number 7 is Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Number 6 is Kadarius Tooney out of Florida. 15 is Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Or 5, excuse me, is Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Four is Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Three, Devontae Smith uh, out of Alabama. His teammate, Jalen Waddle, is number two out of Alabama. And number one is Jamar Chase out of LSU. Yeah, so yeah, that wraps up our top 15 uh, receivers in the 2021 NFL Draft. And our next podcast will be the, what, are we doing top five? Uh, linebackers, yeah, we'll do top five linebackers and top five uh, running backs. Uh, yep. You know, kind of shorten up a little bit since the draft is uh, 13 days away. We're going to kind of shorten up, kind of group them together like we did last year. Uh, and with a lot of these positions remaining, I think it's, I think going top five is probably the best way. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it avoids a almost two-hour podcast like we've been doing, like we've been doing here. Uh, but, yeah, I think it, uh a little bit, a little bit short for y'all to do, but yeah, thank y'all for listening to this. Especially if you go through the whole thing, if you don't, if you don't fast forward through the first uh, to like the top five there, but uh, just uh, yeah, thank y'all if you listen through this whole thing. Thank y'all for listening through the whole thing. Uh, uh, make sure you like, make sure you comment. If you disagree, comment. You know, we're always open to, you know, you know, if you disagree with our rankings, you know, disagree. If you know, if you think, if you have a critique on how we can do better on the podcast, you know, do that as well. We're open to. Uh, you know any type of criticism that you might have, and you know making the podcast more enjoyable for you to listen to. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think here, real quick. Who's what's a another thing? Yeah, make sure to uh, share it as well. Make sure to rate it five stars, and make sure, make sure to follow the uh, Twitter at Spark Talk Two. Make sure to follow the Instagram at Spark Talk. Uh, make sure to right. follow Houston at Varsity Gender. Uh, I'll let you say it. Yeah, follow me at varsityginger 55 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and follow the podcast on Instagram at SparkTalk. And so, follow yeah. me at underscore Sparky underscore four on Instagram. And yeah, uh, yeah, make sure to, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, SparkTalk Gaming. You know, we haven't, been, we haven't posted on there since like January. But, uh, you know, my school year, I got a week left uh, on the school before I'm out this semester. So I'll. That's nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So yeah, I got a long. Uh, I got some summer classes, but they're not. They're only a couple of weeks. But uh, if if they're if they're open, if they get enough people in them, but yeah, I'll definitely start Absolutely. off the uh, uh, 
the, the gaming channel back up here once uh once uh, I get out of the semester and we can get everything get going or get everything going here. And I might try to get creative with posting these uh, position rankings up because the audio for some reason uh, when we like when we try to record the Skype on here it like cut you mean like, the video oh, the audio on it the yeah video. it like it didn't work at all for some like the audio wasn't working it was absolutely annoying. Uh, so we weren't able. So that's why we haven't been able to post up our other rankings, our position rankings on YouTube. But I may try to get creative with it. Uh, you know, it's probably very similar to the podcast style of things. But if you know, maybe try to get some new viewers on uh, Instagram as well, and uh, try to do some of that stuff because I know some people like to listen to stuff on Instagram rather than you know a podcast app or something. But yeah, just thank y'all again. Absolutely. Thank y'all again for listening. Uh, I'll let you do the outro to it. Yeah, so we hope you guys have a great week, and it's a Friday here when we're doing the podcast. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast as well. Like Wyatt said, like, share, subscribe it. You know, tell people about it. Let us know how you guys feel about our rankings and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We know these podcasts have been long, but hey, we like to go into these deep dive of these players and really kind of discuss who we think the top guys are so you guys have a better knowledge of uh, who's out there and have a better knowledge of, you know, maybe who your team drafts or who, who you might like for your team to draft, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we appreciate you guys listening. We, go, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Until next time, y'all, peace. See you.